Hello and welcome to the Olympic Channel podcast. Looking for all the best bits from olympicchannel.com? Well, look no further. We'll have plenty of that, plus the very best interviews, plus a regular peek into Korean culture. Our mission is to take you beyond the snow and ice to the stories that matter. Did you see Sean White? The US snowboarder absolutely crushed it in the halfpipe earlier. So amazing. What a competition that was. The whole office was like mute as it was happening. It was really fun. While horses don't keep me away from seeing the big air competition in the snowboarding, I am going to get there for sure. I've had a bit of a mid-games resolution, actually, to get out and see a bit more stuff. It's really busy here and it's easy to get caught up in just like the sheer atmosphere of being in Pyeongchang and running from one place to the other to do all these interviews and stuff. And as you can tell, I'm a pretty excitable person anyway, so it doesn't take much to get me like distracted. So I'm going to try and focus and see some more stuff. And yeah, um, happy Valentine's to everyone too. Hope you all got a little something. So far, I got the sum total of, well, nothing, but I'm still holding out. Okay, so what's going on on this show? US figure skater Adam Rippon absolutely tore up a press conference here in Pyeongchang. And what if actual bile was leaking into your intestines? What if your mum had cancer? What if your dad got in serious financial trouble? Freestyle skier Torin Yeta-Wallace tells his story. But first, here are the top stories from olympicchannel.com. Sean White's Olympic snowboarding has inspired a generation and the all-American hero has done it again in Pyeongchang. Skiing legend Bodie Miller picks his favourites to watch in the men's downhill. And how can I describe this? Olympic Channel reporter Nicholas Vinder went trout fishing. It's actually not as weird as it sounds. Spoiler alert, it wasn't too successful. You can check out that and loads, loads more. It's updated all the time or tap on the news bit on the app and you should get loads and loads and loads of stuff. Olympic Channel volunteer Heiji Kim will be here very soon to give us a Korean perspective on Valentine's Day. But now, some people, they just win at Twitter, don't they? And then you meet them in real life and it's a bit disappointing. This is not the case with US figure skater Adam Rippon. Not only has he already captured people's hearts with his good humour, he's already captured an Olympic medal too, a bronze in the team event. He dedicated that to the actress Reese Witherspoon, who, let's face it, he's had a bit of a Twitter loving with already. He's gay, by the way, and has had a run-in with US Vice President Mike Pence. But Adam, well, he's just not that interested in going on about his run-ins. I don't want my Olympic experience to be about Mike Pence. Um, you know, I want it to be about my amazing skating and um, being America's sweetheart. My hard work into getting to the Olympics did me a favor. I think I worked really hard to get where I am, and I didn't get to where I am for being gay or for speaking out on different issues. I got to where I am for working really hard. Um, and that the vice president felt so passionately to speak out is... I think a very interesting and unique um, experience that I've never I've never gone through. But you know, 
being here at the Olympics, it, it does give me a louder voice. And I've got a big mouth and a loud voice. But it, it has given me a platform. And um, I, you know, I think it's so important that as an athlete that I use this platform to my advantage. I think that sometimes you're given this opportunity and I really want to take full, full advantage of it. I think that me using my voice has given, given my skating a greater purpose of than just something that I enjoy to do. It's given me a voice to, to reach to young kids. I've gotten so many messages and it's, I could even get emotional thinking about it, but like I've gotten so many messages from young kids like all over the country um, that my stories resonated with them and it's incredibly powerful like this platform that you can have at the Olympic Games and I think that's why um, it's so important. I think like in the past week I've heard a lot of people um, in addition to like all of the support I've gotten I've uh, heard a lot of people like whoa Adam Rippon should tone it down and blah 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 I, I can't I can't tone it down. I'm being me and I'm being myself and I would be doing myself an injustice and I'd be doing an injustice to those kids who don't feel like they're comfortable to be th themselves. I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from Adam in the future. If you need to get up to speed with any event here at the Winter Olympic Games, then head over to olympicchannel.com. You can look at our Stories to Watch series. It's a good way of getting up to speed with any event. Throw in Olympic Channel, the sport you need, and Stories to Watch into a search engine, and yep, you'll have it. Love is definitely in the air today as it's Valentine's Day, and although I'm here in Pyeongchang, I am hoping, crossing my fingers, that my wife got her flowers that I ordered. Otherwise, I'll be in big trouble. Olympic Channel volunteer Heiji Kim is here, though, to tell us all about Valentine's Day in Korea. Is it a big thing here? So Valentine's Day is definitely a special day for couples. And um, like there will be a lot of chocolates on convenience stores, uh, supermarket. And they would, um, on Valentine's Day, girls and women would give gifts or chocolates to his, her, her boyfriend. So yeah. it's it's uh, the male receives the gifts, doesn't it? On the yeah, like, that's, uh -huh. which is is not the way it works. It's 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 a mutual thing, I think. In yeah, traditionally, woman or girl would give the gift on that day, but nowadays, I feel like men could you know give gifts on that day too. So it's it's, it's coming together. Mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit more equal. So like the company would target. Like both male and female on that day. Oh right, really? Yeah. Oh, it's more money. At the end of the day, it's money, yeah. money, money, yeah. right? <laughs> so if anyone out there hasn't got themselves organised yet, there is a second day. There's a second chance, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, it's like so. There's another day called White Day. It's when men, men or boyfriend who received the gift or chocolate on Valentine's Day would give back on the following month, which oh. is on March 14th. And they would give out like candies or gifts, presents. Mm -hmm. So it's not a second day. It's not a second chance. It's no. it's payback Sorry. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've got to go and get your girlfriend or <laughs> wife or whoever a little gift on yeah. that on the fourteenth. Yeah. Well, we've let that. That's annoying for me because now I'm going to probably have to do it twice. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Um, 
Okay, if someone has totally missed out, um, I'm told there is another, there is a second chance. Yes, similar to Valentine's Day, but it's bigger in... Bigger on November 11th, which is Pepero Day. It's a, Pepero is a Korean snack. It sounds Spanish, Pepero. <laughs> Pepero. Pepero. Uh-huh. Pepero. It's a cookie coated with chocolate. Mm. And if you put the sticks together, it looks like 11. That's why we give the those snack on, on November 11th. And you give this to your friends or girlfriend, boyfriend. And there's all sort of flavors. Like if you like nuts... Then you could go for almond or peanut um, <laughs> uh, cookies uh, coated with chocolate. And there's also different flavors like blueberry yogurt or yeah. coffee, coffee flavor. And but they're yeah. an unusual shape. You just sort of like kind of go, yeah, it's super normal. They're sticks. Mm-hmm. So the cookie is like a long yeah. stick type. Yeah, thing. Yeah, could yeah, you yeah. describe it? So it's a, it's like 15 centimeter tall. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Um, Basically, a cookie coated with different flavored chocolate. Mm-hmm. And what's your record on Pepero Day? Well, how many have you ever received? <laughs> the most Pepero that I got on Pepero Day is about 80. About how many? 80. 80. <laughs> yep. So it took me like. Hang on a minute. I, a week. I, 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 to w- eat. W- a week? To eat all that pepero. Uh-huh. A popular lady. Yeah. <laughs> no, like we exchange pepero. And we also like write little letters to your friends at the back of the box, pepero box, to, you know, show our um, courtesy or thankfulness. I don't know, love. Yeah, appreciation, yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. 80. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you live in Korea, you might get 80 peperos. Don't <laughs> <laughs> You're very sweet, hey G. Kim, but I, I'm guaranteed to not get eight. I'll ne- I will never break that record. I'll I think give you one on that, that day. That, that's very nice. Thank you. I'll look forward to that. Okay, well, that was great, hey G. Kim. Thank you very much. So, when loved ones start making travel arrangements in case you don't survive, let's face it, things aren't looking good. US freestyle skier Torin Yater Wallace had a rare disease that meant that actual bile was literally flowing into his intestine. Before Sochi 2014 though, so many things had already gone wrong. His dad went bankrupt and went to jail after a financial scheme went bad. His mum was diagnosed with colon cancer and he punctured a lung following a routine treatment. It was an achievement to even be at Sochi, but for such a talented freestyle skier, his result wasn't probably what he wanted. Throughout, he kept positive. It didn't matter. Towards the end of 2015, he started to feel ill. He ended up in a coma with a strange, rare bacterial disease. And that's when the bile started going into the intestine. It's no exaggeration to say he nearly died. So I started off by asking him how on earth he kept his head, despite all of these setbacks. For me, it's definitely the motivation of uh, just wanting to succeed and and my passion for skiing, you know. Um, for me, skiing's always been an outlet, which has been amazing throughout my whole life, regardless of, uh, you know, what was on hand outside of my career. Um, skiing was always that that safe place and that place to get away from me. So I think that's kind of always been a big motivation. And, um, you know, with that, obviously wanting to succeed and, and be the best uh, skier I can be professionally and, and in my career. So... Um, I think it's just the pure drive, honestly. I mean, I've been through some unfortunate things in my my few years here. Um, but, I mean, 
I, I also think that everybody has in their life, you know, and having that kind of motivation and and just drive to kind of come back, I, I suppose, is what you just have to keep banking on. It's just a little love for skiing I have that keeps me holding on. I mean, I got up this morning and I've got to be honest, I couldn't be bothered. You know, it's just, it's yeah. been busy. You know, I've, I've done loads of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, for you, so many things went wrong in, in, a, in, a, in the space of like a few years. Could you just explain about how you managed to, in that cyclone, like what, what were the worst things? Who, was, who helped you out? What were the sort of things that kept you together? Um, you know, two of the worst experiences I've dealt with and my 22 years I think um, you know I was always kind of stubborn throughout a lot of it <laughs> whether it was you know somebody offering you therapy or just you know trying to help you go through a hard time I always just really wanted to make it through anything by myself and I was very stubborn about that so I don't know it was just a drive to, to make it through by myself and be a strong person and and just not need help in this world, you know? And I mean, that's not always the best thing to stay closed-minded and not accept help. Help is a great thing, you know? And, and you should definitely work with the people who are trying to support you, but that was kind of just my personal way to get through it. And um, honestly, just never wanted to be in a bad situation in life, you know? I was motivated to want to be successful and, and be at a place where I was comfortable. And that was something that I just always wanted when I was at my worst, whether it was financially with my family or anything like that you know when you're just grinding for your next dollar not knowing where it comes from you want to uh you want to live a comfortable life you know and you want to whatever you're doing whether it's school or you know the job that you're trying to get or a sport i want to work my hardest in it and get to a place where uh where i could just you know not be struggling in life i mean sochi must have been such a tear up of disappointments for you is it kind of great just to be here and just be like ready to roll you know nothing going to kind of going wrong or at least I hope nothing's going wrong yeah um yeah no it's it's truly a pleasure to uh to be here in korea and and be healthy and and have skied more than 10 days this year um <laughs> unfortunately with what i dealt in the 2013-14 season i literally had 10 days on snow before that olympics and I've been skiing for the past two months right now, so I mean that right there is already a massive step. And um, I've had an interesting start to the season. It's been uh, really hectic, dealing with an ongoing foot injury, but nothing, uh, nothing tragic like the last Olympics. So you know, if all that's happening is a little foot pain and can power through it and still ride the events like I need to, you know, that's that's what's important to me. And just to share this experience with. Uh, some of my close friends again and be healthy is, um, I mean, truly just makes me really happy. Everyone is so complimentary of your style. Uh, like when you talk to people about your ski style, everyone's like, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. So do you think a lot of what you've been through emotionally has kind of fed into your style? Um, I mean, my style of skiing, I, I don't know if it comes from things that I've dealt with in my life. I've, I've always been a fan of certain people in skiing, and when you're inspired like that of people you watch growing up, you want to ski just like them and, and uh, emulate that sense of style, and that's always been really important for me personally. Um, I'm not just trying to go be the most famous half-pipe skier or, you know, the Olympics is amazing and success is great, but, I mean, to me, it's really uh, making sure I, I'm... 
I'm skiing the way I want to look and making sure it's, it has that kind of style that I really enjoy to watch and can reflect that. That's always been uh, extremely important to me. I, I'm not just somebody going out there doing stunts and flips and tricks. You know, to me, there's a there's an art and there's a finesse to it about just making it very visually pleasing. Uh, um, earlier, Sean White, you had a look at him. It's like a half-pipe legend, basically. I mean, when you see someone achieving for Team USA, reinventing him so many times, being hurt so many times, he's like the, the Madonna of, of basically, <laughs> he's like just reinventing himself all the time. I mean, do you take uh, any kind of inspiration from someone like that, an athlete who's achieved so much? Um, yeah, I mean, whenever you see an athlete competing under pressure, I'd say is the most impressive thing um, with an athlete like Sean. You know, there's a lot of pressure and hype about winning, and um, I can relate to that, especially with Sochi. You know, that was very hyped up to win the gold medal and unfortunately dealt with what I did. So, uh, I mean, it's very respectful, you know, to see somebody perform uh, under pressure like that and, and perform their best, too. Thank you to Torin there. Absolutely amazing and a really inspirational guy. And that's it. Just before we go, we need to give a few shout outs to the podcast crew. Richard Parr gave us a retweet, which was nice. And any shares on social are always appreciated. Also, send me any pics of people listening. I really want to see them. Thanks very much. Until next time. <laughs>